Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely terrific day today. As always, and be sure to take advantage of our Ultimate Multiple Powder on sale one last day. The sale is over tomorrow. Inventory is definitely uh, getting low. We had a little bit left. We're still waiting on a new batch to finalize. So again, grab that if you want to take advantage of that sale right now, the Ultimate at multiple powder. I've already gotten numerous feedback on it from people that ordered it last week. They got their orders pretty fast and uh, trying it for the first time. And I got an email this morning talking about how incredibly good they felt after just a few scoops in the morning with their breakfast. So again, one of those products really, really can change the way you feel, really increases energy, and it should be a staple as far as the ultimate multiple in any supplement stack. So be sure to check it out, 15% off on today, last day of the product of the week sale, and be sure to vote for what you want to see win next week right now. It looks like I think the B-Complex and the Vitamin C are both pulling strong. Surprise, surprise. Those are two other really good ones we run on a regular basis. So check those out on the website at healthmasters.com. Now, one thing I keep getting emails about, and I saw another article about it today, is this continual incessant wildfires that seem to be never-ending over in Canada right now. I know I saw another article talking about unhealthy air was detected as far north as far as south as northern Alabama on Monday. They've also talked about air quality alerts in St. Louis, Missouri, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Fargo, all over the place now. This is becoming a worse and worse problem. And I talked to Doug Hagman about this on our last show we were on, and uh, he said it's been horrific. And this is getting worse, it seems like, as these fires continue to go on. And what's interesting, state officials in multiple states and in Canada uh, recommended that people stay indoors as much as possible, especially those close to the Canadian border. Officials also asked residents to minimize any type of vehicle use and avoid any activities that could add more pollutants to the air. Now, what's interesting about this is now is, you know, I talked about a little ways back, this happened in Australia. Remember the horrific wildfires that ensued in Australia and burning enormous portions of it up, while at the same time, they rolled in this massive railway track system that came in place in those areas, and now they're bragging about their 15-minute city platforms that they're building. I don't think for one second, this is my opinion, but I don't think for one second these wildfires are truly organic. I don't think these are just, oh, it's dry and it's hot. They're just randomly starting all over the place, continually burning. Nothing can control it absolutely at all. We've talked in detail before about these space-based weapon platform satellite systems that they have. We've talked about in detail about false flag issues. And it's ironic to me now, this has been going on for, what, since the beginning of June, I think, with these fires. And continually, I keep hearing the same thing now from a lot of these reports that they're recommend, recommending people stay inside because of the fine particulate pollution. Now, there's no question about it. When you start having massive wildfires like this and you start having all this air pollution, all this burning, it can trash out your lungs. That's why you see a lot of times over in China all the time, everybody wears masks or wet washcloth over their face to walk around outside because it's so polluted. But remember, this is all about pushing the agenda. Whether or not these fires were truly organic or some of them were and they've expanded on them, this is all designed again, like I said, exactly what they urge residents to do. Make sure you stay inside, don't go outside, avoid vehicle use, avoid any other pollutions while they're talking about these fires are being caused from, oh, climate change. So you've got to do everything you can, including stay inside, don't go anywhere, don't drive a car because, well, it's all for the betterment of what we tell you it is. This is exactly how you can change 
basically the behavior patterns. You have new learned behaviors that I've talked about before in people and continually push them in that direction. The COVID, you know, debacle that we saw now is slowly started to wane down as far as what they tried to push and what they couldn't couldn't get away with. Now we've just seen the aftermath and side effects of a lot of the a lot of the shots that were continually ran through as people now are starting to see what happens when you get four, five, six RNA gene therapy shots. Now they need a new boogeyman, and climate change has been on the top of the list even during COVID. That discussion was brought up. I remember multiple articles during COVID how they were talking about the COVID pandemic is so horrific, but the silver lining is that pollution is down and that all these things with climate change are getting better and better and better. Now I saw an article that popped out the other day discussing the fact that the ocean temperature is so high right now that we're pretty much guaranteed to have some horrific catastrophe-ridden hurricanes hit Florida this year. Ironically enough, now we've watched multiple homeowners insurance and insurance companies pulling out of Florida, while at the, long, the same time we've seen insurance rates in Florida skyrocket, not just for homeowners, but for vehicle as well. I told you guys a homeowner's insurance and average right now in Florida is like $4,000 a year. The average in the rest of the United States is like 1900 a year. If we have some massive, massive hurricane again hit where we had, like we had in 2004, where we had three of them cross over central Florida within six-week period, you're probably going to see more stuff going on with the insurance. Because remember, the insurance are owned by the exact same individuals that own all these other platforms like BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. So again, it's another reason why we're probably going to make sure we're really strapped up and really prepared in the fall if they try to pull a stunt with some massive hurricane that wrecks Florida again. And now the insurance companies are going to go, oh, we've got to raise rates again. This insurance, it's just it's natural disaster. It's from climate change, guys. There's nothing that can be done about it except you should really just start living in a really, really small house and not driving anywhere. That'll help your overall bills and it'll reduce your insurance costs. That's the only option you have here. Just something to be aware of, something to look at, and something to address. Also, to another news, good riddance now. Walt Disney Company's Disney Plus streaming service is expected to record an $800 million loss in its third quarter. That's nearly a billion dollars lost in one single quarter. The enormous amount of people that are starting to step away from Disney Plus and cancel their subscriptions to it is skyrocketing. And the reason why is what the garbage they're the garbage that they're putting out there. I mean, we talked about it in detail with their essentially their grooming movies and their cartoons they continually come out with with this unbelievably perverted ideology that goes along with them. I have said this before and I will say it again. Why in the world are you paying a subscription to a company that you know is directly pushing an agenda that you're diametrically opposed to? Just asking that question. I say that all the time. Why are you pushing money to a company that essentially is making filth for children? You know, I get it. A lot of times there's certain companies you may have to do business with if you're a business owner or if you're involved in something or you're trying to look out for different companies or contractors or you have to have insurance with this. I get that aspect. There's certain things that sometimes it's just we're, we have to handle and do in business. However, Disney Plus is not one of those things. <laughs> there's nothing business related about having a streaming service that produces filth on your television. There's nothing needed or mandatory about that whatsoever. Same thing you see with Starbucks that I've told you before and numerous other companies. Don't give your money to these corporations that you know are blatantly involved in this stuff and are continually pushing an agenda. Continue to try to support multiple companies that you know are trying to get the truth out there the best they possibly can. Is everybody going to be perfect? No. 
are we always going to get everything right, even on this show? No. But I can tell you one thing. We do our best to try to bring you guys the absolute updated news that's happening and research that's going on, including multiple health topics I'm going to get in here later on today. So, again, I thank you for that continued support of Health Masters and getting the truth out there and forwarding these shows on a regular basis. What do you think, Dad, and how are you doing this morning? Well, I am so happy that Disney is collapsing on their streaming services, Austin. I mean, I'm just actually just, I'm actually excited about that. That's sad, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you know, in German, you know, you gotta you gotta give the Germans credit. They got some crazy words. Some of their words are like you know, like two sentences long, right? And one of the words, this is terrible. I have to admit this about my own, you know, second language is called Schadenfreude. <laughs> this is terrible, and uh, it's, it, you have to leave it to the Germans to come up with a word like Schadenfreude. And what that means is that you take pleasure in somebody else's misfortune. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, I don't even want to admit that word exists in German. Schade means you're sad. You know, that you're sad something's happened. And then Freude means you're happy. So they mix these two words together for Schade and Freude. And it means that you're happy that Disney is basically having problems. And I must say, I have some Schade and Freude about Disney. And I, I, I sit back and I think, well, that shouldn't be the right way to think about this. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is the right way. <laughs> you guys can fuss about it all you want. But I am happy that they're having problems. I'm happy their theme park attendance is down. I'm happy that they're having they're hemorrhaging cash. I'm happy they're having so many losses. I'm happy they're having all these things because they want to take my grandchildren and turn them into, you know, into, into transgenders. So that's just, just, that's just – that just takes me to a whole different level of mad. And, you know, and, and touch not the little ones. It'd be better for you to tie a millstone around your neck. And James Caviezel says that in that movie, you know, you know, The Sound of Freedom. He actually quotes scripture in there multiple times. And I love it. He's talking to this pedophile. His pedophile's a pervert, right? He's, you know, he's grooming these kids and stealing these kids and everything else. And, and he's setting him up to confess to this stuff. And, you know, he's, you know, he's, he said to him as he confesses, he goes, be better for a millstone to be tied around your neck. And the guy goes, what? And he goes, you're under arrest. <laughs> I loved it. And I thought, wow. Okay, Jim. And, uh, you know, I'm getting all these emails now and I'm going to stop for a second and don't get mad at me. And I don't want any, I don't want any hate mail from this. All right. You know, here, here's the thing. Now I'm saying, well, we got the we got these people supported the making of this film. This be people, these people, these people, and I'm getting all of these emails from me, but I'm not getting any proof of anybody who supported anything. I'm getting these is hearsay and conjecture on a lot of the people's parts. Now here's the thing: at this point in time, you know, the Bible says, you know, I don't care if Jesus is being taught for selfish reasons or financial gain or ambition, as long as Christ Jesus is being taught. It says that in the Word. I'm paraphrasing it, and that's how I look at this movie. You know, people are out there doing this movie and that are actually going out and saying, hey, look, we got a problem with child sex trafficking. We've got a problem with pedophiles. We've got a problem with all these perverts. We've got a problem with the huge industry it's created. And we've got an actor like Jim Caviezel who comes in here and is quoting scripture throughout the movie. Okay. And see, well, some people say, well, he's Catholic. He believes this. Or he believes that. Or he believes this. And he goes, okay, stop, stop, stop. Just look at the overall theme of what the movie's trying to say is that pedophilia and child trafficking is bad. It's over 80 million at the box office now. It's like a sleeper. You know, we used to have these old Pontiacs and these old cars back in the 60s and the 70s, and and they'd they'd have like stock tires on them, and they would look like a you know like a Chevy Impala, but you didn't know under the hood of that Chevy Impala was a 427 big block. <laughs> okay, and, and and all of a sudden you know you'd be at a red light, somebody had punched the dog on Impala, he thinks a family car just starts smoking the tires, and we call those cars sleepers. Because you have no idea what they are. The reality is that movie's kind of like a sleeper. 
you know, nobody had any idea with what a $10, $12 million budget that it had that it was going to turn around and end up being an $80 million box office hit. Remember a few years ago, if $100 million in box office was done, it was considered a blockbuster, blockbuster movie. And so uh, it's going to hit a blockbuster status. You know, and, you know, and I like that. Now, who in the world paid for it, whatever, I don't care. I like the movie. Now, I saw that movie last night, you know, the new, the new uh, you know, uh, Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. And I like that movie, too. No gay stuff in it, no transgender stuff in it, no woke stuff in it, just a bunch of macho guys and macho girls, if you can say that, alpha females. And it was good. It was a really good movie, and it talked about an AI, I'm not going to break the plot for you, that basically is trying to take over the entire planet that has become sentient. So it was a good movie. Now, there were a couple of places where the chase scenes were a little bit too long because they made it into a two-part movie, and it dragged a little bit in a couple spots. But it was still overall a good movie. And I like Tom Cruise. And I, I know what you're going to say now. Well, don't you know that Tom Cruise is gay? Uh, actually, I, I do know that. I think I've told you guys that. <laughs> I don't care. As long as he's not flaunting his sexuality and what he likes or what he doesn't like. And he's a good actor. He's putting out Hollywood blockbusters. And he's, an, he's an alpha macho male in these movies. I could care less what his personal life is. I've told you that, guys, before. Now, he's a Scientologist. That's pretty bad. I don't like that either. But the point is, it's not... It's not – I'm not looking at him from a Scientology gay perspective. I'm looking at him as a good movie, and it's talk about an AI trying to take over the planet. And it was very, very, very interesting. It's like the latest James Bond movie. You know, They were talking about a bioweapon that was genome-specific, and the one where they killed Daniel Craig at the end of the movie. And now they're going to ruin the franchise and bring in a bunch of another weirdos that's going to go woke. And it's going to be disastrous. It's going to collapse and all the rest of it. That's what's going to happen probably on the next one. But the point is – just take these movies at face value for what they are. Don't try to read subliminal stuff into them unless there's blatant subliminal stuff into it. Like the latest Harrison Ford movie, the one that's completely flopped at the box office considering how much it cost to make. You know, as far as the Raiders movie, it, you know, it's got basically a blatant transgender in it, though they're not coming out as a transgender, but you can tell they can't tell they're male or female. And at least Mission Impossible had some really pretty actresses in it, and they were good looking. And at least they were you know, showing the, the, the synergy between the male and the females. It was a good movie. I really liked it. Again, I dragged it a few of the spots. So I'm endorsing it. I'm, I'm telling you, go see it. It's a good one. And uh, it's got a couple curse words in it that were completely unnecessary. It does. It shouldn't have done that. They probably wanted to get that PG-13 rating. And it has a couple of nan- dancing scenes where there's a couple of people in the back that are silhouetted. You know, over in you know in Venice, that basically aren't dressed, but you can't really see anything. So, other than that, you know, before you take your little kids to it, you might want to watch it first. Okay, let me put it that way. But but overall, for an adult, it's pretty good entertainment, and I liked it. Now, there's a couple of articles here. Now, I got to read you something here real quick, and I like this here. And I, I, mean, I never heard this word before, misanthropist. Now, you know, a lot of people write these things in these articles. You know, it's like in Sushian. I'd look that one up too. And misanthropist. It was, it's a person who dislikes humankind and avoids human society. Scrooge wasn't the mean-spirited misanthropist that most of us believe him to be, is what the, what the article says here as far as in the dictionary misanthropy. Now, the reason I'm giving you that, I'm fixing to read to you an article that uses it. And quite frankly, you know, I had to look up the words. I figured if I had to look it up, you guys probably have a better vocabulary than I do. You probably didn't have to look it up, but I looked it up, and it goes – we will bring you down. German MP vows to dismantle the WHO's, the World Health Organization's, grip on government. So I kind of wonder how long she'll be around. The German MP Christine Anderson last week shredded the World Health Organization, calling it a group of globalitarian misanthropists. There you go. Now you know why I gave you that definition. I'm going to add that one to my vocabulary. I like that. Misanthropists, who she and a group of seven other MPs have vowed to dismantle 
in order to oppose the WHO supplanting democratically elected governments. This is a very interesting article. An unelected body like WHO is controlled and run by multi-billionaires should never be allowed to act in place of a democratically elected government, she said during the Citizens Initiative Conference in Brussels. Anderson says she'll expose and name any individuals, including government officials and parliamentarians, who support the WHO's power grab and disrespect democracy. It is you, the WHO, that is the small fringe minority, she continued. You are the ones who want to do not do yeah, – the, 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 the grammar's messed up, so don't fuss at me. You are the ones who do not have the right to dictate the people that they want and what they don't want because she's speaking in German here. So take it from me. Take it from the millions and millions of people around the world. We will bring you down. And we will not tire until we have done just that. So brace yourselves. We are here, and the fight is on, so let's have the fight. Now, I like that. The girl kind of just stepped it up and became an alpha female and said, let's not put up with this World Health Organization telling everybody what they can and can't do based upon Bill Gates' edicts. So I thought that was pretty good. I really did. Oh, by the way, Anthony Alfalshi, according to the Daily Mail, has been accused of perjury. Of course, we all know that. He's a lying sack of uh, hot methane gas. Former, <laughs> former White House doctor lied under oath about funding, funding gain-of-function research in China, which is feared to have started the COVID pandemic. I read Representative Ron Paul reiterated the calls for Fauci's testimony to be investigated. Emails from Fauci to scientists about COVID origins were released last week. And so basically now Fauci is being shown that he's basically a lying sack of methane gas. And so the reality is nothing's going to happen. <laughs> I just thought I mentioned that to you. Nothing is going to happen to Fauci, period. He ain't going to prison. He's responsible for the death of probably millions of people globally, but he ain't going to go to prison. Now, they may slap him on the wrist or something like that, but they can investigate him because he was doing the bidding of the World Health Organization, who was doing the bidding of the International Monetary Fund, who was doing the bidding of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, who was doing the bidding of the Bank of International Settlements and doing the bidding of the Sabbatane Luciferian Kabbalists who run the planet, who control all of the banking systems, doing the bidding of their master, Lucifer. Yeah, that's what Fauci was doing. It's come rob, kill, steal, and destroy. That's it. And so you know, I, I read articles like this, and the Daily Mail puts it out. And again, what is, what is this doing? It's creating friction. You know, we got, we got friction going out. I told you Fauci was bad. I told you he was a bad guy. See, now he's lying under oath and nothing happens to him. Well, yeah, uh, it's just, it is what it is. You know, and so it's just funny to me that this kind of stuff happens. By the way, the uh, there's a thing called the CIS agreement. It's the uh, Commonwealth of Independent States, and there are nine people involved in this. It was Ukraine and a few other Soviet country people. And now the uh, I had to look that one up too. By the way, it's the CIS agreement, and replaying, reclaim, Ukraine, Ukraine now plans on withdrawing from the CIS agreement on combating human trafficking. And the problem is they say CIS agreement, but they don't ever tell you what it means. you got to look it up. So the Ukraine plans to withdraw from the CIS agreement on combating human trafficking. Well, why would they? Already sent out millions of kids, probably sold them. According to Tasas Melanichuk, the bill also provides for Ukraine's withdrawal from the CIS agreement on cooperation on combating motor vehicle thefts and their return. Okay, whatever. The government of Ukraine has introduced a bill to withdraw on the CIS agreement on cooperation to combat trafficking of people, organs, and human tissue. Remember, this was the third most corrupt country in the world. They were trafficking in human organs. They were trafficking in basically sex. They were trafficking in children. They were trafficking in everything, and now we basically are defending them as the third most corrupt country in the world, including Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and all these shady deals they did and the millions of dollars that exchanged hands. This is a corrupt group of people that were basically put in 
by a bunch of neocons in the CIA who basically were a bunch of weirdos. And so now we're having to deal with these guys and who they are. And now they're going to pull out of the CIS agreement. And we continue to have more and more propaganda coming out about the war. And, and you know, and we need to also realize, let me stop here for one second. They had a lot of people. I've got a friend of mine who used to live over there. And they've got a lot of these dating sites in Ukraine. Now, I've never been involved in dating sites in Ukraine, but I'm telling you what my friend said. And they would have all kinds of people on the telephones pretending like they were this beautiful young lady who wanted to date somebody in the United States. And they would end up basically, you know, talk to them for X amount of time to get money from them. And some of these guys would actually show up with wedding rings, wedding ready, ready to, to, to marry these girls. To find out that the girl didn't exist and it was some 15-year-old pimply-faced boy that had been sending these texts to them. Oh, yeah. I had that happen to a friend of mine. Okay, Now, he's not the brightest bulb in the box, but he's a nice guy, and I love him in the Lord. He's a Christian, and he had this same thing. He had this relationship online, and he flew to the Ukraine to meet this girl, and uh, she was like 20 years older and 100 pounds heavier than he thought she was. And it was awful. And I mean, but he flew all the way over there. Be very careful with online dating scams because there's a lot of them out there. And another thing, somebody told me this morning, they said, you got to be very careful when you date people who you don't know. You need to run background checks on them. And the reason for this, this is like tips from Ted right now, right? You got to make sure you run a background check on them because in many cases, they're not who they say they are. And in many cases, they may be setting you up, especially if you bring them by your house or whatever to basically slip you a roof, roofie and, you know, and drug you and watch you die and steal stuff from you. You think, well, people wouldn't do that. Yeah, they would. Here's, a, here's an article from the, from the Daily Mail again. Queen's prostitute, 43, is jailed for 30 years for killing four clients with fentanyl, including a head chief, and robbing them while they lay dying. Prostitute Angela Borini, 43 of Queens, was convicted of fatally drugging four men with fentanyl uh, on a date rape drug. She gave the drug, date rug drug to the men. Italian-born chef Andrea Zamperi, 33 of New York's Caprini Dolci, was among the victims with his body found inside a garbage bin at the Elmhurst Motel. The prosecutor said Perini had met up with these men and has drugged them into victims in order to knock them out and rob them. Now, I bring this to you as just a note of caution. The same thing happens in Vegas and all the other places I've read about. And so avoid certain people and make sure you know who you're going out with if you date somebody. This is really important. It's just it's common sense stuff, guys. If you go out with somebody for the first date, they are a complete and total stranger to you, unless you've run a background check on them. Just to just, just mention that to you. And, uh, you know, I had one friend, he went out with this girl, he ran a background check on her, and she'd been basically convicted of stalking. And she had sent this guy a thousand texts within a few days, gone into his office and ransacked it, and then jumped on him, started beating him. Oh, yeah, this, this, is, this is a true story. And the problem is, is that you don't realize that these people can do stuff like that. So you got to be very, very careful when you go out with people to make sure that it's okay and that you're not going to have a bunch of people out there that are going to be trying to take advantage of you. Just thought I'd mention that as my little Ted, tips for Ted today. By the way, it is uh, White House is now saying it is the Pentagon's sacred obligation to help troops get abortions. <laughs> okay, their sacred obligation. I guess it's part of their sacred obligation to their God, Einsaf, from the Kabbalah as part of their religion worship, I guess is what he's trying to say. Sacred obligation, I guess it's part of it. Tears in the Republicans and says the U.S. military will lose talent if access to the abortion is, uh, is, is limited. Spokesperson John Kirby on Monday defended the Pentagon and support for abortions. The policy is under fire from Senator Turberville, who is blocking appointments. But Kirby said it's essential to recruiting the best personnel that you have to – I'm paraphrasing this – that you have to allow them to basically abort and kill their fetuses. Uh, 
I'm not going to go any further than that. Uh, by the way, Barack Obama's brother uh, tweets that he's definitely gay <laughs> after the president is now defending scorn, the school porn booklets. I mean, he's actually coming in and saying that it helps shape his life, these genderqueer books, and that he basically uh, – his brother is saying he's definitely queer. And so you got, you got to laugh about that sort of, but we've known that for years and years and years. And so uh, it's, it's weird. Now, Biden also – has called up you know, 3,000 troops. I talked about that. Now, Ron Paul is saying Biden is calling up military reserves. Are your children next? Will the American population be resubjected to a draft? This is interesting. Now, I'm going to say something about this because this happened with the Vietnam War. I was registered to go to the Vietnam War. I had to, be, I had to sign the draft papers for that. And then they, at the end, when I got out of high school because I graduated, you know, right at the end of the war, what ended up happening is I learned very quickly – that, you know, a lot of kids were flying, were fleeing. They were going to college or they're going to Canada, you know, to get away from this mess. And the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons, in my opinion, that this war came to a screech and halt and everybody hated it. And we had all of these people that were basically protesting in the streets is because their children weren't volunteering for this. They were being drafted and taken over there and killed. My good friend Van Green, my pastor buddy who works out with me, former NFL star, you know, his brother was taken to Vietnam and killed. He's a high-tier athlete, and he never came back from Vietnam. And so people start realizing when their children start dying that something's wrong here. And so they implemented the, you know, the, the, the draft-free military after that, which got people calmed back down. But you got to think about this for a second. What if your children or your grandchildren are brought into a conflict because they're 17, 18 years old? You don't want them to go to it, but they get drafted into it. Are they going to do that again? Because remember, war is one of the easiest ways, especially combat soldiers going, you know, ground infantry, is one of the easiest ways to kill large amounts of alpha males as quickly as possible. Yep. Along with the thousands and thousands of injections, and there's compounded side effects, not the injection themselves in the thousands, but in the, in the dozens, but the compounded side effects would be into the thousands that they're injected with before they go into the military. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? You're spot on with that. It's very, very graphic, and a lot of the guys that come back from that are never the same if they do come back. But if you've noticed, almost every generation always ends up having a massive war that they're drug into. And, you know, we saw that with World War II. We saw it with Vietnam. We've seen it again with the continual invasions of Iraq and that whole area over there in the sandbox. And there is there is a concern. I do know guys that are in you know in the military and other guys that have been out of the military that have kids now, and there is a uh, consistent concern that people are nervous that this may end up turning into a conflict intentionally over in the Ukraine and Russia and Europe as this whole thing escalates, not for a nuclear war, because I've, I've even had guys that are retired operators that aren't even concerned about that because they understand the level of technology we have now and that, that using a nuclear war is completely and totally diametrically opposed to what the globalists want to have happen because the infrastructure fallout. But – Trying to drag this back into another ground war with another invasion and another World War III aspect and implementing the draft, there has been way too much support and way too much money and way too much planning for what's going on right now with Ukraine and Russia. I've talked about that in detail. This is not what everybody thinks it is as far as this weapon trafficking, what we're doing with all this money. This is way more than just, oh, we're supporting the country because they're they're fighting for their border. They're standing their ground against Russia. Russia's military and overall overwhelming superior firepower, if they wanted to take full control over Ukraine, they could have done so long ago, long ago. This to me is appearing 
that it's being a continual drawn out effect in order to a reduce the population and that that western that excuse me that eastern european heritage over there and in turn if the globalist banker boys military industrial complex needs it to be draw drag this out into a massive global scale again where we start having the draft that is a possibility and uh, like I said, I've heard that from multiple people now that have been in that industry. And so is that something that is going to happen? I have no idea. So don't quote me on that and say I said it's going to happen because I have no idea. However, there's definitely been rumors about it, and that would be one of the easiest ways to drag in the last remaining true aggressive males in the United States and basically put them over there and essentially wipe out any type of fighting force that we have left here in the United States because I mean, you understand Majority of the ones that are going to be left over here at that point are going to be what? The guys that are trying to figure out which bathroom to use at school? I mean, you got you got Obama, like you just talked about. The, some of the books that shape my life and the lives of so many are being challenged by people who disagree with ideas or perspectives. Dude, they're talking – there's been – first off, down here like in Florida, I hear about this all the time. I, I hear this fake news get reiterated constantly. However, there has been nothing – no one is demanding that books be burned or banned out of libraries. This has been relentlessly documented. Parents are asking for books that contain pornographic images and pedophilia imagery and themes to be removed from schools and children's libraries. That is the only thing that has gotten brought up now on this entire topic. I am so sick of hearing about that constantly brought up on social media and in the news where you have these morons that do nothing but parrot CNN. They talk about Florida's banning books. They're banning books. It's the Third Reich in Florida. They're stripping the books from the libraries. I don't want anybody to know anything about anything. No history. It's a complete and total lie. I know a lot of people in the school system right now and a lot of people that have been working to fight a lot of this nonsense that's being pushed. They, including myself and multiple parents, actually the vast majority of parents, I should say, have supported this, is removing disgusting porn books out of school children's hands. No reason for six- and seven-year-old children to have access to books like Gender Queer with blatant depictions of homosexual engagements in those books for six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old kids. Not one single justifiable reason should that stuff be available to those children at all. Period. It's ironic to me because you still see, you know, the MPAA, which rates movies based on content. Like that's an early PG thirteen, R rating, etc. Yet those things roll out there and they say this movie has content in it. It is not advisable for children under the age of 17. If somebody wants to go younger than that, they have to be a, they have to have a guardian or parent attend this film with them because they're not old enough to see this film because it's got a lot of adult content in it. Goes your own risk. But yet suddenly we have books that when most cases would be rated R are in children's libraries with open access for these children to read them at any point in time and in some cases encouraged and promoted by some of the hardcore leftist communist teachers in school and we're suddenly saying that's okay that doesn't matter on age now any type of imagery any type of you know portrayal of this type of sexual behavior is okay for seven eight nine ten year old kids to read on a regular basis that's nonsense it's nonsense to anybody that's got half a brain that understands young childhood psychology understands they don't need to be exposed to this stuff you know letting children be children (laughs) let them be little kids it happens so fast and they're it's not here very long let them enjoy being innocent let them enjoy basically 
being kids and running around and playing and learning and growing and testing new things and building a you know a tree fort and doing all kinds of different stuff that is designed for these kids to do and let them learn. It's how God created it. You know, it was funny yesterday. I didn't even tell Lana this. It just happened yesterday. I was walking over beside my my shop in my backyard and there were two lizards on the sidewalk. And he was one lizard was basically on top of the other lizard, mounting the other lizard. I mean, obviously you guys figure out what's going on. And my daughter sees it and she goes, Oh my gosh, look, those lizards must be cold. They're cuddling. That's so nice. And I just started laughing. I just started laughing. I said, yeah, Kendall, they're probably cold. You know, it's, it's only 98 degrees outside right now. <laughs> but it was so innocent and so sweet because she was just, you know, she's five years old. I don't have to sit there and go into a, a detailed depiction of what's going on with two lizards right now. She's five years old. That time will come at some point and I'll deal with it then. But allowing kids to be little kids and enjoying in themselves being kids Guys, let it be, man. This perversion is not getting any better, and that's why you're seeing such a hardcore push. I mean you even got now the previous president of the United States, the gay Kenyan Barack Obama now defending pornographic books in school and saying they really shaped his life. That should tell you everything you need to know about that man. And then Malik Obama spots back goes, this man is definitely gay. That's what responses on Twitter. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I loved you know, it. It's funny. Now now apparently the tweet's been pulled down. I guess I don't know if he flagged it or he got in trouble or he got a phone call from one of Obama's CIA spooks and was like, hey, guess what? That comes down now. I don't know. I'm just I'm just speculating. But it is interesting he had to pull that thing down a couple hours later, but not surprising to me. Also, too, in other news, this is just switches gears and again is why I tell you guys it's so important to be aware of certain things and also when you're going home and making sure you have situational awareness like Dad was just talking about, be very cautious about bringing new people to your home and we're going out on dates with people or having people come to your house. I, if everybody knows me, I am a stickler. I am funny about people in my home. I do not invite very many people to my home ever. I'm not trying to be weird, not trying to be antisocial, just don't want people at my house. I don't know them really really, really well. And I mean, I have extensive security in my home, all the way from extensive alarm systems, an insane camera system, to the pit bull guard dogs, and multiple defensive techniques, and all types of other stuff that's available at my disposal at any point in time, including massive floodlights that are on backup, backup battery generators. There's a reason why, is because there's some people out there that literally have nothing else they want to do besides harm you or do you wrong or steal from you. Perfect example, in Philadelphia, a woman comes home at 1 a.m. from work Sunday night in the Germantown neighborhood in Philadelphia. There's four men in her house in ski mask, four men inside of her house. What does she do? She immediately draws her weapon and opens fire on them, hits two of them. The other two get out. Cops get there, find one guy on the ground bleeding out. The other guy they find down the street laying on the ground bleeding out. And my response to people is all the time, because sometimes people go, Austin, you know, that's, that's kind of harsh and that's kind of dark. And then, well, guess what? Don't go break into people's houses at one o'clock in the morning. And you probably won't get shot by the homeowner. It's pretty basic stuff here. This isn't difficult to grasp. It's understanding of mutual respect between individuals. Don't go breaking into people's homes. That is their home. That is their dwelling. That is where they live. You want somebody breaking into your home at 1 a.m.? Probably not. So don't do it to other people. Simple, simple concept to grasp here. But again, I'm glad this lady was obviously well-trained enough and caring 
where she had the ability to defend herself. Because quite frankly, there's no telling what could have happened if she went in there at 1 a.m. with these four guys broken in her house and she didn't have a firearm, didn't wait to defend herself. You can only speculate how bad that could have gone even worse. So again, another reason why I always encourage people to train and know how to defend yourself because these, <laughs> this world is definitely getting a little bit stranger by the minute on a regular basis. So again, something to uh, bring up and talk about. Also to another news, I seem I feel like I get these articles every single day. Somebody sent me another one here at a uh, another Tesla Model Y spontaneously burst into flames on the residential street over in North London yesterday. Uh, another video of it engulfed in flames, completely and totally melting down. This happens a lot now. There's another video somebody sent me in Orlando where a guy had his Tesla plugged into his house and uh, apparently just went burst into flames. Another video somebody sent me the other day of a electric Jeep. Uh, Jeep Wrangler. Don't even know why you would want an electric Jeep, considering those are designed to go off-road and carry extra fuel tanks on the back and go off-roading. And apparently he had it plugged in. Lightning struck the house in the middle of a storm, which, by the way, I always tell people, make sure you unplug stuff that's important if you have a real bad lightning strike down here in Florida. We had a lot of lightning. Apparently he had his Jeep plugged in and had a lightning strike. It, his Jeep like blew up in the garage. It burned down. With the entire house, I was looking at photos and I was like, golly, it's horrible. But again, it just makes you kind of question what's really the safety and longevity of these vehicles, considering the fact that they are this prone to exploding. When you hear stories about this on a regular basis, you got to think EV vehicles are only a tiny percentage of the vehicle population, still currently right now. Yet you're hearing about them being the mass majority of vehicles that are constantly catching on fire. I mean, that's pretty creepy. you got one or two kids in the back seat. you got an infant in the car seat. They're locked in. All of a sudden, you're driving. Your car starts smoking and catching flames. You're trying to bail out of your car in the middle of the street with kids. That kind of puts you in a precarious situation you probably don't want to be in. So, again, just use wisdom as far as with a lot of the stuff. Also, too, now it's interesting. It appears that, I guess, Donald Trump is basically trying to do a kind of back talk and kind of, you know, backtrace, backpedal what he did during his presidency because he's trying to kind of manipulate and twist what he did. He went on, on Sunday morning futures. He said one of the only mistakes he made during his time in office were the people that he picked to serve in his cabinet. Yeah. No, duh. Like Jeff sessions, like bill Barr, like Mill Esper. He brings a lot of those guys up. And ironically enough, yeah, no, duh. We brought that up when he first did it. We all talked about it back in 2016, 2017. However, I guess he's trying to, pander to his crowd now and his group and basically trying to say well you know that was a mistake i shouldn't have done this i shouldn't have done that but then he literally will turn around again and be like i'm the godfather of operation warp speed i saved hundreds of millions of lives by bringing out an rna gene therapy shot and i'm just shaking my head and i'm like dude come on let that one rest i mean at some point in time you're gonna have to own the fact that that was a complete and totally botched military operation when it came to actually making people protected against the virus. Now, was Operation Warp Speed probably one of the most effective tools we've ever seen in recent government existence in order to talk people into getting, voluntarily getting, an RNA gene therapy experimental shot that had never had any type of long-term testing that we saw other than animal trials that were absolutely horrific? Yeah, it was very successful when it came to that. Well, it was successful in saving lives. So let's just be clear on that topic. So something that I thought was interesting on there. Also, to another news, 
I was watching this. You know, Dad brought up earlier what was going on with you know that movie, the Mission Impossible. I haven't seen it yet. But, you know, it's funny because I'm seeing now constant films. There's another film talking about AI, basically the war against AI and how the AI released a nuclear bomb on LA and went to war. And it was it was almost like a a remake spinoff idea of you know the original Terminator, even though it's completely different film. And it's funny to me because it's like. We've watched these films, we've watched the speculation, we've watched people talk about how this stuff is not healthy and it's not going to go well, yet we continually see this push, almost like they're kind of doing that predictive programming, letting us know what they're trying to do, bringing in this transhumanism ideology, bringing in this concept that everybody's got to get their face scan and their iris scan. There's an article that just came out now talking about WorldCoin, which was open AI CEO Sam Altman, who's been instrumental in this WorldCoin project. You guys know about this. I've talked about it in detail, where essentially in European countries, notably Spain and Portugal, people are giving away their iris biometric as proof of identity so they can get right into a cryptocurrency transfer wallet. The WorldCoin Orb Iris Scanners are what they call. They said there's over, been over 150,000 participants in total in Spain already, then over 120,000 participants in Portugal that have already gone along with it. All in all, globally, 2 million biometric credentials are now operated by WorldCoin. And what's interesting about this now is the, this one individual that was working with it, he said something like WorldCoin will eventually exist, meaning you will need to verify on the internet, to get on the internet, basically to scan your iris. Now, I have no idea how they're going to implement that on every computer. I already know way too many people have become prone to using the facial scan on their phones. If anybody knows me, I keep I have a case that keeps my rear camera covered up, and I have tape over my front camera, and I keep all my permissions turned off pretty much at all times. Every mic, every camera, any permission on anything on my phone stays turned off unless I have to use the app for something and I turn it back off. The facial recognition cameras that they put on the phones in order to open your phone so it's the biometrics, so you don't have to go through the arduous task of typing in a password or hitting a button or you know, a symbol. It's getting people, again, more predisposed to scanning their face. That's what they're doing. This It's slowly happening, and the more people do it, the more people become, again, that learnt behavior. Okay, well, it's fine. I'll just open my phone. Boom, scans my face. I don't have to do anything. Well, the problem with that is – it's very – not very safe considering the fact that if you're doing something and somebody tries to rob you and there's altercation, all they really got to do is bonk you on the head and knock you out. Put your phone right in front of your face, and then suddenly they have full access to your phone and anything that's in there, whether it's wallets, whether it's digital currency, whether it's phone access to certain things. Whatever it may be, it's not very hard to get a new phone. And so, again, it's something I'm not a fan of. I don't support. I don't do. But this whole iris scanning thing, which takes it a step further, which is doing full retinal scanning in order to get into these new cryptocurrency wallets, this, again, is starting to become very normalized to make people think this is okay to continually give up your biometrics, your ID, everything in order to be safe and protected. Again, how it always – they always start this, right? It's for your safety and protection. Not generally about control and manipulation. You just got to do enough research to realize what's really happening. What do you think, Deb? What's your next story? You, you know, Austin, you're absolutely right. I really like the part of the segment that you did on the home security systems and what you have as far as protecting the family. And you're absolutely right about that. I mean, you've got to have the ability to make sure that your house is covered no matter what. We've got security gates and cameras and alarm systems everywhere, and you're absolutely right. And We're all 
let me say, let me, let me, let me put to this, let me put it this way. We're prepared to use every, every legal means of defending ourselves. <laughs> just say it that way. And, uh, you know, because it, it's, it's important that people realize that you've got to have the ability to, to take care of yourself and take care of your family. I mean, yep. it really, 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 it really, I mean, I don't know, I don't even know what to say about that, but it's so very, very important. By the way, Sweden now has had enough. They're announcing the latest crackdown on immigration rules as the government seeks to dissuade new arrivals as their entire culture has been destroyed by uh, Somalians, actually, and other people out of Africa. The, uh, the right-wing government has been ruthless in its immigration reform since coming to power in September of last year. The Swedish government on Thursday announced plans to tighten the requirements for family immigration to attempt to make Sweden a less attractive destination for asylum seekers and reduce the number of new arrivals into the country. They're a socialist country. And so what they do, they pretty much pay for everything, no matter what, as they've learned that when you bring people in, they won't stop coming if you're giving them free everything. The new proposals are also backed by the right-wing populist Sweden Democrats who now keep the moderate-led coalition in a majority through a confidence and supply agreement. One measure would raise the age for when the government can refuse a residence permit for a spouse or a common-law partner from 18 to 21 to deter young migrant couples from and prevent forced marriages. This corresponds to the highest age limit under the EU law, says Swedish immigration. I'm not going to read that. It's terrible grammar again. The government also proposed limiting the issuance of residence permits on humanitarian grounds, which would remove the possibility of granting permits to children and certain adults in particularly distressing circumstances. This is what is going on in Europe as the entire continent is being completely destroyed through immigration. And it has been. And Angela Merkel was the primary cause of that. Don't you remember what Omar Gaddafi said in Libya? You can take me out. You can do that. We know you can do that with your CIA. But if you do, you're going to open the floodgates of Europe into the EU. And I'm sorry, open the floodgates of Africa into the EU, and you will destroy your own culture or something like that. And this is what he tried to warn people about. And the sad part about it is they simply did not want to listen. So they're listening now. And Sweden's basically coming in and saying, you know, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be part of this as far as stopping this. But here's something else they're doing. Sweden has joined NATO. And that's a bad thing. You know, Sweden tried to stay independent from that. The North Atlantic, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization was ostensibly intended to stop war between the Russian Empire and the West. But the Soviet Union no longer exists. Yet NATO continues to expand. And remember, NATO and the World Health Organization and the United Nations are all Rothschild-funded groups, yet NATO continues to expand. NATO is not defensive, but is acting to provoke Russia through its expansion. Sweden has now joined NATO. The U.S. Senate, except for Rand Paul and Josh Hawley, voted to include Sweden in NATO. In order to add Sweden, Turkey had to be appeased in its opposition of the Kurds. Max Blumenthal said there was a delicate balance in Sweden between the being a haven for the Kurds while maintaining ties with Turkey. Its neutrality has been broken. He says NATO is a mechanism for global imperial control by the United States, and I'm going to add by the international banking cartels, and is the enemy of humanity. I agree. Glenn Greenwald wrote that each time a new country joins NATO, it means the U.S. is extending a permanent, limitless vow to defend the new country in any war and to treat its wars as our own. He asks who this benefits and if the American lives are improved by this, and he's absolutely right. Why in the world are we going in there now and doing more of this, basically, how should I say, nation building and nation defending and getting ourselves involved across the, United, across the world and continuing to expand our military and our military base and continuing to spend huge amounts of tax dollars on doing this? I mean, it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling when you think about it. You know, um, 
this is an interesting article by Leah Holman, and he said more nations are rolling out digital IDs and making them mandatory for citizens to access bank accounts. The nation of Ethiopia has announced it will take make the transition to mandatory digital IDs for all citizens, with the chief enforcement tool being the major banks using a World Bank-supported digital ID system with standards also approved by an eight-nation working group within the United Nations. Again, the United Nations. Remember what the United Nations was. The League of Nations was put together after World War One, and it basically was the precursor to the United Nations. And this League of Nations failed miserably and was not ratified by our U.S. Senate. And when that happened, the Rothschild banking cartel, which was absolutely just the group that was pushing the League of Nations and the war reparations against Germany to provoke Germany into World War II. Okay, remember this. It was all started because of the wanting to create Israel as a state by these high-level Zionists. You can look it up and Google all that so if you want to make sure you understand that. But all of this stuff is what happens with people who, who basically are not paying attention to what's happening from a world standpoint. But these people now are all going in to the United Nations. And all the citizens of Ethiopia now will need to have a digital ID in order to use banking services in the country by 2025. This is just the latest evidence that banks are driving the digital identity agenda. Yep. We'll break it down in this article and show you why digital identity must precede digital money in the reset to completely digitalize the global economy. Biometric update. Ethiopia is implementing world-sponsored MOSIP-based digital ID project. So if you want a bank account or wish to access government benefits, you'll need a digital ID. Ethiopia is now following Canada, Nigeria, Finland, Germany, Norway, Sweden, South Korea, Sri Lanka, and a host of other countries have already rolled out biometric digital identities who are in the process of doing so. All this is going to tie together through the world banking system to bring us a one-world government and a credit score that will be based upon your ability and your willingness to follow the line they tell you to do. In other words, if you're a good peasant, if you're a good slave, they're going to let you go buy a McDonald's hamburger so they can kill you with the food. <laughs> I mentioned that. But the reality is that's what this is all about. This is all about bringing in the world government. This is all about bringing this. That's, that's what the COVID passport was all about. That's all that is is part of the, the Chinese social credit score that they want every single person to have in the world so that they can determine whether or not you can buy and sell. Remember what it says in the Bible, that you'll not be able to buy and sell until you accept the mark of the beast, 666, either on your hand or on your forehead. And if you're not willing to do that, they're going to say, oh, by the way, you can't buy food. Oh, by the way, you can't buy a gun. Oh, by the way, you can't drive a car. Oh, yeah, and by the way, we're monitoring you on facial recognition software, and if you're driving a car and we see you driving and you've got a bad digital credit score because you're a bad person because you don't like what we're doing, we're going to turn your car off while you're driving down the highway. We'll give you enough time. We'll tell you over the intercom we're about to turn your car off, and so we're going to let you know real quick now that you're about to be stopped in the middle of the road if you'd like or you go to the side of the road, but we're going to shut your car down, and good luck, and I hope you have something for – oh, that's right. You can't use Uber either because Uber is part of the digital identity thing, so you can't get anybody to come pick you up. Oh, that's right. We're turning your cell phone off now, too. So you can't even call for help. Oh, that's, we're going to do all that to you right now because you said you don't like the World Bank. You said Klaus Schwab is a Nazi. Yeah, well, okay, whatever. But the reality is this. If you go against what they say and you allow them to do this and to enslave you like this, why do you think they don't want local farm-grown produce? Hmm? Why do you think they don't want that? Because they don't want you to be able to go to your local farm-grown co-op, produce co-op and buy food. They want you to have to be reliant completely upon the digital services 
through the international banking cartels provided to your local grocery store. So many grocery stores, including Publix now, I get so frustrated. You go to the checkout yourself line, they don't even take cash. There's no cash available. It's all digital credit cards. That's it. This is where they're taking us, guys. It's the one world government under Lucifer in a hive mind connected to 5G, 6G. By 2030, you'll know nothing and you'll be happy. We're going to change your DNA, as Klaus Schwab says. That's what they want. And this is the group that runs the world. That's why we as Christians, as patriots, those few of us that are left, need to continue to support one another, pray for each other. I mean, I constantly pray for you guys. I had a great prayer time with you guys for you guys this morning. And understand that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad at it. And we will learn very, very quickly that we can do all things through Christ because with God with us, He's a majority. Why do you think they hate Jesus so much? Why do you think they don't want you going to church? Why do you think they don't want you to have a covenant with the Most High God through Christ and through the blood of the Lamb? Why do you think they have come after Jesus so hard and come after Jim Caviezel so hard and Mel Gibson so hard and anybody who talks about Christ? It's because they have an atavistic hatred of Jesus that's gone for thousands of years because he changed their old world order and brought Christianity. Now, as corrupt as the Catholic Church became, we still talked about Jesus. We still talked about the blood. We still talked about what Christ did for us and the sacrifice that he did for us. They can't stand that. They can't because it's all about their God and promoting his agenda. And we talked about that in detail in Angel Wars. But I love you guys, and I appreciate you too. You guys are absolutely amazing to me. And I appreciate you guys so much. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. No, you're spot on. That's one of the biggest things during COVID that they did was they wanted to ruin small businesses. That's And that was, that was a huge, huge factor in that, in my personal opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions in economics, is they wanted to reduce the mom-and-pop stores, the small businesses that haven't taken over, the companies that simply were still pushing along and grinding and you know employing multiple people but were independent, did their own thing. That's why I said before, why was it that you had multiple businesses that I knew even around here that they were saying, you're not essential, you're, n- you're not allowed to you know, open up? You know, Auburndale in these areas, we didn't really have much of a problem with that. But like in Tampa, right down the road, I remember they arrested one of the game owners, uh, the game store owners. He had a, a board game store, video game store, big book store down in Tampa. And he said, no, he goes, you don't have a right to tell me I'm not essential. It's not rules for thee and not for me. You can't come in my business and say you you've broken no laws you violated nothing but simply we put a mandate out that said you have to shut your business down and you have to follow the mandate last time i checked mandates weren't laws <laughs> fact i said that multiple times people didn't understand that concept they arrested this guy and i remember the doggone district attorney over there in tampa he said dude this these charges getting dropped like you guys are you guys are wanting to bring a whole lot of heat on the police department over here in Tampa. You guys don't want. This is not okay down here in Florida. And so they dropped everything. He opened his business back up, and it was still a giant debacle. I mean, still went to jail, still got handcuffed. And so that's what they wanted to do. Like Dad just said, that's why they don't want mom and pop local, you know, food co food co ops where people are going in and even trading stuff. Go, hey man, I'm buy this. I got this. I got this. I want to trade this for this food. They don't want that. They want everything to go digital, and the more people go along with it the further it goes down the realm. That's why you're starting to see everything turn into the giant Amazon of everything. I've watched it now. 
everything is starting to feed into Amazon. Amazon's being the giant funnel that controls the vast majority of the retail monopoly now that's operating in the United States and in other countries. This is why I've repeatedly told everybody I encourage you to do your best not to buy stuff off Amazon. If you find something you really like on there, go look at the local company that's fulfilling the order, that sells the order. Try to buy it from them locally. Or, or, or directly. I had landed that for her. She actually ended up getting a coupon code from another company that was on there to buy directly from them. So again, thank you for the support. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. We can all continually get the truth out here on a regular basis. If you need anything, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. We're always here to help you out with all of your health and nutrition needs. And be sure to take advantage of the ultimate multiple powder on sale for the last day today at healthmasters.com for over 15% off. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win coming up tomorrow morning on the show as well. And we'll see what happens either in the B complex or the vitamin C, but grab some powder, ultimate multiple powder tonight and stay stocked up on that. You guys have a fantastic evening, my friends. Keep up the truth information fight. It's going to be something we're going to continually do. It's never ended. (laughs) This is going to be happening for a very long time. And the only way that we continue to succeed is that as people that have a voice, that know the truth, continue to be vocal about the truth and keep talking about it. So have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. 